preparing my message and uh, I looked at experiences and I found a very nice story. And I said, I'm going to share it with the, with the people, uh, a family of God here. And uh, here's what uh, the story says. Two Nimrods flew deep into remote Canada for elk hunting. Their pilot, seeing that they had bagged six elk, told them the plane could carry only four out. But the plane that carried us, carried us out last year was exactly like this one, the hunter said. The horsepower was the same, the weather was the same, and we had six elk then. Hearing this, the pilot reluctantly agreed to try. They loaded up and took off. But sure enough, there was insufficient power to climb out of the valley with all that weight. And they crashed. They crashed. As they stumbled from the wreckage, one hunter asked the other if he knew where they were. Well, I'm not sure, replied the second. But I think we are about two miles from where we crashed last year. <laughs> you got it? <laughs> I said, well, if I have a chance, I'll share it with the family of God. Where are we this year? Last year, on the 1st of January, I stood before you. We broke bread in the evening. And I shared one verse. And that verse was the following. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. From 1 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 12. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Just think about that. We have to think a little bit thus far. We have a loving Father whose eyes are always upon us is vitally interested in all our needs and knows and cares for each individual soul. Was that our experience? We have a God who never left us nor forsaken us. He watches over us, regardless how weary we get or frustrated along the way. He is always with us. High mountains may stand in our way. We had some experiences. Yet, he kept us on the course that he has marked for us. We experienced some lows and some highs. At times, we have had to go south around a mountain. Remember the people of God of all? Or north across a river. But his direction led us always in the right path. 
What a God we have. We have a God who keeps his eyes upon us and a Father who loves us regardless of our condition. He stands with us when we fall. And he extends his strong hands to pick us up and lift us and carries us on his shoulders. We have a God who is always ready to defend us for he promised and we have experienced that. He assures us saying, he who touches you touches the apple of my eye. Christian, as you sit in this comfortable seat, we should be thankful and praise God for such a protector as we have in him. Amen. We have a God who is utterly available to his people for guidance, counsel, and who listens to our prayers and answers them according to his eternal plan and glory. We have a God who keeps us above all who never slumbers or never sleeps. That if we look back, we can say thank you, Lord, or praise God for what you have done for us so far. So many people, I read in the, on the internet, so many people said goodbye to 211 with no regrets. Oh, we got rid of that year. Well, we cannot say that. I think we can say thank you, Lord, for 2011. Regardless of what we've been through, you have brought us thus far. Thus far, God has helped us. And what's for tomorrow? What's for the day after? What's for this new year that we enter in today? Well, you sometimes wonder what's ahead. Let me say this. We should not wonder as long as God has the control in our lives. He will gear us. He will direct us. He will drive us through storms and the quiet seas because he is the God who created us and who said, I am responsible for your lives and I am going to take care of you as long as you live. I thought of sharing a few words with you to have, as promised, a sermonette. Brad? Amen. So you can go home and enjoy it. We are not wondering what's ahead. Now, our destiny is in the hand of the Lord. I placed it there the moment I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, and he has take care, taken care of it. As Paul said, I am persuade, persuaded that he will take care of me until I see him in glory. But I thought that we can just present to the world something to this world that is sinking, something to rejoice about and to see true Christianity.
as another year comes, the Lord said in the book, I want you to be the light of the world, right? And we should shine as lights in this world. He said, I am the light, and he challenged us to be this light to carry it forward. So three words. If uh, <clears throat> with steadfastness and courage, we are to present to the world first. Number one, we are to be the light of truth. Lord, help me to be the light of truth. The wise preacher in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 3 writes, Do not let mercy and truth leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And as we walk in life, people are looking for truth. You know, when Jesus Christ stood before Pilate, and he said, I testify for the truth. Pilate looked at him, he said, and what is the truth? This cry is still around us. What is the truth? We are to present the truth to this world. In a world that truth nowadays, you know, has been diluted. And we dilate. And we don't see truthful people as much as we'd love to see it. And I'm not pointing fingers. But we're living in a world that is filled with untruthfulness as the years go by. And as Christians, let's take the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ and spread it in our lives so they can see it and praise our Father who is in heaven. We need to be imitators of him who is called the truth because he said, I am the way, the truth, if you're with me, and the life. No one, no one comes to the Father but through me. You know, Mark Twain said, Truth is the most valuable thing we have. Let us economize it. Charles Dickens once said, in an emergency in the life, there is nothing as strong, as safe, as the simple truth. As we travel, as we live, as we do our transactions, as we go to school, as we go to our Workplace, people are looking for truthful people. And you know what? We are to be. This is the challenge. We need to be. Webster gives a clear definition of the truth. He says, conformity to fact or reality. I said, uh, knowing Webster, he's not going to stop here. You know, he said, exact accordance with that which is or has been or shall be. We rely, he said, on the truth of the scriptural prophecies. That's in the dictionary. This is the responsibility that we have to present the truth this coming year in every area of our lives. Are you up for this challenge? We look today, people, we doubt whether they're saying the truth or not. And I'm not point, pointing finger at anyone, but 
This is a true fact today. The day it was in the days of Pilate, his government, he said, what is the truth, Jesus? Whether in the political arena, whether in the work arena, whether in the social arena today, people are looking for the truth. And we're challenged, you and I, we are to throw light and represent the truth to the world. There is no need for resolutions. There is no need to say, I promise, Lord, help me to be truthful in life. Truth is conformity to scriptures. That's the challenge. Take the Bible, apply it to our lives, and present the truth to the world. This is freedom from sin. In brief, to do truth is to practice what God commands. Simple, isn't it? The New Testament does not say you shall know the rules and by them you shall be bound. No. What does the Bible say? You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Let's go out and tell the world what God has in his book. And when people ask us for a story, just say it as simple as it is. Truth is simplicity in life. Let us be truthful and live by the truth. The second word I want to share with you, let us spread the light of faith. We're challenged. We were saved by faith, right? We live, what? By faith. And we are waiting for the Lord's return by faith. So our life is a life of faith. So the Christian who is truly saved is required to be faithful. So what I'm asking myself and you, so let us be faithful to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's live this radiant life. You know, you can never pinpoint a faithful I say, say something about a faithful person. Let's be faithful to God. Faithful to our household. Men faithful to our wives and children. Women faithful in every responsibility that we have. Let's be faithful at work. Let's be faithful at school. Let's be faithful to our country. And let us be faithful to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Truthful and faithful. If you look at Hebrews chapter 11, you see, you see the list, the honor roll there, of those who lived by faith. And we still look at them. And we still marvel at them. From Abraham of old to the last one, John, we, he stayed faithful even he was banished on the island of Patmos. He stayed faithful. May God help us to be faithful believers in a day where faithfulness is not found anywhere. In a world that is almost void of faithfulness, God is looking for men and women to carry the light of faith and show the world 
this forgotten word, faithfulness, the meaning of it. Paul, in writing to the Galatians, he said, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I live, which I now live, he says, in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Let's live this life. Someone said the greatest victories are the victories of faith. If you remember last year, when you went through some situations, when you're waiting for a job to come, when you're waiting, what, what did we do? What did we pray here? We went by faith. And all the victories that we have, it's not because we are good and we are super and we, are, we have a great degree from college. No, this is good. I encourage you to do it. But because we have faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's the victory of faith that we celebrate in our lives. Not the victory, Adol did it. Like my... my little uh, grandson uh, Jordan I give him a I give him <clears throat> something to do he goes and, and do it and then looks at me I did it <laughs> praise God no we cannot say I did it we cannot take credit for anything it's the faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ you got the job because he is faithful and you trusted him and he's never let you down. So let's carry the light of faith. Faith, someone said, honors God. And God honors faith. And this is our challenge. To be truthful and faithful. Last word. Let's throw the light of love. Truth, faith, and love. Henry Drummond wrote, love is the fulfilling of the law. It is the rule of for fulfilling all rules. The new commandment for keeping all commandments. If Paul wrote, and you know, 1 Corinthians 13, Paul wrote, if I have everything in the world, I don't have love. I am like a what? A drum. Boom. You have, you have no, you are like a noisy person. If we're looking to please God this year, if we're looking to really serve Him this year, let's be truthful people, faithful people, and loving people. Someone wrote, he said, if you want to live happily in life, I have seven things for you you should never forget. Well, they are debatable, but I'm going to share it with you because being faithful to what he wrote. He said, number one, if you want to show love, and this comes under the umbrella of love, one, showing kindness and love to every person you meet. Okay, time for resolutions now. <laughs> okay, I resolve now. Okay, Lord help me to show kindness and love to every person I meet. 
Two, destroying a letter written in anger. Did you experience once that once? Three, offering the apology that saves a friendship. Do we have to do some apologies? Stopping a scandal that was wrecking a reputation. That's how we show love. I like this one. Helping someone find himself or herself. Helping others. That's love. And this is good. Practice God's forgiveness. Want to show love? Say, I, I, love, I, I love this person. He's good and he's wonderful. But how about the person that, who is not good and wonderful? What did the Bible say? Love your enemies. Did I hear enemies? Love your enemies. It's hard. But the Lord said he loved his enemies. He forgave them. And number seven, he said, accepting the judgment of God on any question. And I, I sat and thought about it. In other words, whatever you ask God, can I do that? God says no, but I want to do it. I love it. Accepting his judgment. Accepting his way for your life and mine. Accepting his word as final, do not debate it. And so many times, we go around the word of God. Because it does not go with our way at all. Let me say this. We are here to show this love to the world. And we are challenged today to be the truthful Christians that we are. And thank God, and we ought to be the faithful Christian, to show faith. And we live by faith, and we shall see him by faith. And finally, to show the love of Christ, because love never fails. Amen. I met my project. I spoke for 15 minutes, and I'm Brad is going to love me, and love me more this year. May God help him to love me more this year. And I love you, and I prayed. The Lord will help us at this junction in our lives, at the beginning of this new year. There is nothing that substitutes for truthfulness, faithfulness, and love. Amen.